I'm about to make a sex tape so I can be famous like Kim Kardashian. I hope Captain America dies in Infinity War. Five beers at the airport cost me more than a year's tuition. The eyes are the nipple of the face. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Fool me. Can't get fooled again. I know that human being and fish can coexist peacefully. You're listening to Bra's Anatomy, presented by KCSS Productions. What's up, guys? Uh, this is Bra's Anatomy, episode three. Are we on episode I, three? Yeah, I just got done chill- telling Chase that I'm a seaman. And I am his captain, so whatever the fuck that means. Uh, we're back into the Grays game. What episodes did we watch this week? Five, six, seven, right? Yeah. Thank goodness I watched the right ones. <laughs> I was seriously worried about that. The only thing that saved me was the fact that I uh, haven't watched an episode since last week, so my Netflix was like, welcome back. Yeah. Shout out Netflix for welcoming me back. Also, shout out to Netflix for allowing me to skip recaps and skip intros. Best part. I know. That's amazing. Yes. I didn't even know they did that until like two days ago. (laughs) Quick plug for Netflix. If you don't have it, get an account. Yeah. Whatever. Buy Netflix. Give them your money. (laughs) As if you don't already. Yeah, I'm pretty sure every person in America has Netflix. (laughs) So... Episode five. Episode five. We this, start out with Meredith uh, basically uh, taking everything away from her mom. Oh yeah. Well, so, kind of taking well, everything away from her mom. Trying to. They wanted her to take pissed. everything away from her mom while she was still. Uh, what was the word they used? Lucid. <laughs> because apparently you can come in and out <laughs> of being like a conscious individual when you're on Alzheimer's. Is that how that works? I don't know. Um, from, I don't have Alzheimer's. From anymore. what I've seen of Grey's Anatomy, yes, it is possible. So, like, I, apparently sometimes her mom is her mom and other times she isn't. I want to point something out. Are we going to get... How many seasons are there of Grey's Anatomy? 13. 13? I thought there was 14. Anyway, are we going to get a Meredith monologue at the beginning and end of every episode oh, for God. the next 14 seasons? I'm going to tell you what, man. I fucking hope not. I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you, dude. I... I those are like the cheesiest parts of the show oh, are the beginning and the ends. Everything in between is awesome, like great, is, dramatic. It the is be- not good. <laughs> the beginning and ends are like cheesy, like like indie rock music in the background. Like Meredith is like... <laughs> Metro Station we- <laughs> in the background. <laughs> what have we learned this week, guys? Yeah, Meredith will be like, to be a doctor, you got to be dedicated. And to be dedicated, you have to care about your patients. And to care about your patients, we got to put on some indie rock. <laughs> So, episode five, party at Meredith's. Yeah, so apparently Izzy's boyfriend is flying across the country to uh, come visit. And Izzy's opinion of uh, how to uh, make her boyfriend enjoy his time visiting her is to invite a hundred and something people to everybody Meredith's house. Yeah, Basically the entire there. hospital. Yeah, right? dude, everybody knew about that party. Even like, their patients knew about it. The, Bailey, the doctors. Bailey yeah, I know. The craziest knew. part of this entire thing is that Bailey gets invited to the party, and McDreamy does not. I feel like partying with your boss can go a couple of ways. You can either be, like, have so much fun, you guys bond to become super close, or you get drunk and make a fool out of yourself, and they never look at you the same again. And I think that... I would be the latter. The latter was for everybody there. Yeah, I know. It looked like they had fun, though. All right. Dude, O'Malley just grinding on Meredith on the coffee table. Yeah. And that was Christina. Weird. Grinding on O'Malley. 
I don't even know, dude. Christina was just all over the place. She was yelling, calling people baby, and like doing like some weird dance moves well, with her hands. What was so confusing was that right before Meredith gets to the party, Christina is completely normal, not drunk at all. The next scene, yeah, she is like a woo girl. She's uh, woo! she's all over the place after that. Yeah. So, so there's that. A couple of things are going on. Of course, everybody has their patient of the week. Um, Meredith is who? What's what's going on with Meredith? Oh, she has the lady with the heart. Right. So they do an open heart surgery, and Meredith's in charge of holding the heart, and she has to hold it while Doctor Burke does something. I'm not. I think really it was sure. a bypass, wasn't it? Was the dude? I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not a doctor. Um, Burke was doing something with her heart, and Meredith had to hold it, and then. Meredith had to pump it, right? Yeah, I think so. So she had to squeeze the heart. She had to massage it or something. Or massage it, yeah. I don't know how it works. Again, we're not doctors. We just watch Grey's. Yeah, and don't talk take about, my medical advice. We I, just watch Grey's and talk about sex. We don't talk about medicine. But at some point, Meredith realizes that she cut through her own glove. The uh, the correct terminology was popped a glove. Yeah, the apparently there's lingo for everything. That's the jargon in the medical world. Yeah. You would know that, Chase, you imbecile. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, anyways. She popped uh, a glove. She doesn't say anything. Well, she she tells O'Malley, like, hey, I popped a glove. Yeah, but O'Malley's not any authority figure. O'Malley's No, just... I know, but she tells somebody, and O'Malley straight is like, oh, dude, it's not that big of a deal. Don't worry about it. Be yourself. I feel like it's kind of a big deal. Like, what if you had some bacteria on your finger? See, you touch somebody's heart with here, that. Here are my you got, thoughts on you got that. Heart bacteria. If I popped a glove, like, what stops me from, like, what? Well, I don't understand, like, why you wouldn't be like, hey, look, I popped a glove. Let's just make sure everything's okay yeah. while we're still there. Yeah, because it's so much easier. I don't know. I've never been in that situation to hold a human heart, but I would probably just say, hey, man, I popped a glove. And they'd be like, cool, let's make sure everything's cool. I don't know. I didn't think it would be that big of a deal. Yeah. But she made it a big deal. She makes it a big deal. Anyway, so she basically keeps an extra eye on the patient, and eventually the patient starts uh, having some issues with her heart, and Burke starts freaking out, and Meredith panics and admits in front of The 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 husband of the patient that she popped a glove and might have punctured her heart. Now we get the lawyers involved. It's just a whirlwind of, I'm going to sue you, Bad I'm news. suing you. It's so, all over the place. Let's just stop it right there and then rewind to the beginning of the episode and look at Christina's story because Christina is in charge of finding old records of O'Malley's patient who has some pain in her chest. Yeah, so it was, she was a smoker. And she had come in five years prior and gotten her cancer removed. Was it cancer? Yeah, it was cancer. Okay. Yeah. And she was still having lung pain, and nobody believed that she was actually cold turkey. They found something on the chart, but though. Didn't they see they something? Took they took an uh, x-ray CT scan. I don't know which one they do, but they saw, like, some type of weird... There was like an abnormality in her chest cavity. In her chest. And they weren't they thought that it was uh cancer coming back. So let's open her they up. They open her up and <laughs> I think they're getting ready to close her back up, aren't they? Or they're getting and they're like, what is this? And they Something like that. I'm not yeah. sure, but they end up pulling a towel out of her chest. Dude, and that was not like a you know, like a wash rag, dude. That was like a hand towel, like you dry your face on. <laughs> Two things about that. That towel. 
was fucking huge. <laughs> and number two was I have never seen that towel, a towel of that size being used anywhere near the surgeries that are done in the show. And how did it get under her lung? <laughs> That's that means it I'm fell saying. in, and then they put, and then they like put the lung back. That's I don't know how that. Saying, I don't know, dude. dude. Some of the medical things that happen in this show are absolutely insane. Yeah, that was crazy. So, man. anyways, Christina is in charge of figuring out the surgeon uh, who left the towel in there because uh, this lady's surgery was done at, at uh, Seattle Grace. Yeah, she was on file duty. Yeah. So, and she finds out that uh, who was it? Dr. Burke. Oh, uh, man. Okay, so real quick before and, I move on, oh, I wanted yeah. to say that it was, I thought it was super funny when that lady was talking to O'Malley about how she's like, I don't know how this could happen. How could somebody do this? And she was like, I was walking around with a towel inside of me. And I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I was walking around with a towel inside of me. Who could do this to me? And I was like, dang, that does suck. So Christina is on file duty. She finds out Burke was the one that do the surgery last time. Um, and now she's at... Odds because she's, I don't know what the fuck they are, but yeah, so they're banging. I don't know what's going on there. Burke's got the feels. <laughs> Christina has <laughs> Christina has significantly less feels. Yeah, I don't even think that's revealed until next episode, though, isn't it? Whatever, but there's something. Yeah, so she actually, so she shows Bailey, and Bailey's like, "We're gonna handle it." Bailey's like, "I don't know if Bailey's trying to keep it hush or if." You know, we kind of find out later what was going on, but at the mm-hmm. at the time, I was like, "Dang, she's trying to like cover it up." Like, I don't know, like I super Bailey scandalous. Was gonna go over Burke's head and fucking pin him. Really? Him in trouble. That's what I thought was gonna happen. Ooh, that would have been scandalous, dude. I know, dude like I she was just like, like she just like throws it like that. Yeah, I was That's really crazy. Nervous. I was super nervous. I think Christina and Burke did bang at the end of the episode, didn't they? Yeah, that was on my mind because he brought her coffee. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, flir- she's like flirty in like a professional way. You know, it's weird. She's like. Mm, how was the surgery? Mm, good. And like, I feel like, you know what I'm doing? Like, she, that's her flirting. Like, I, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like her version of flirting. Yeah. But. So, anyway, so Christina's like, do I tell anybody? Whatever. So, apparently, then Christina eventually sees Burke and Bailey talking about it. She's making assumptions. Yeah. And she's making assumptions. So then let's fast on. forward back to Meredith being in the. Meeting with the lawyer and uh, Chief Weber. And basically, the lawyer wants to fuck Meredith up. She's, oh, yeah. She was out to she was out to kill, dude. She was like, Meredith's d- done. Totally done. She was bringing up some very valid points, though. I mean, I can't blame her. But then Burke goes all apeshit on her. Burke and is goes like, all Meredith's my girl on her. And he's like, yo. What did he say? He said something like. make mistakes. Yeah. And then he brings up. That it was the him. towel, yeah. and he admits it. And I just thought that was a solid, totally solid move by Dr. Burke. Burke boys. Burke boys for life. Team Burke for life. So Alex dealt with a patient this week, too. Oh. His drug addict guy. Oh, God. Yeah, you know, like, he's, he, I thought it was funny that he knew, like, the exact names for the medication. Yeah. He knew, like, I was like, get this he was like, guy I know what out of here. It's on the third shelf in room, you know, 204. <laughs> like, just go grab like, it. All you got to do is give me the key. I can get it myself. Yeah. It, like, showed his arm, and he had, like, a bunch of, like, Yeah, I thought this guy was, arm. like, a heroin addict. <laughs> I know. It looked like it, dude. It definitely looked like it. Yeah. But um, Alex didn't want to give him the medication. He knew he was a junkie. Um, he didn't, actually, he didn't give him the medication at the beginning. Yeah. But, and but then, McDreamy forces him to, because regardless of addiction 
you need to treat treat pain. So the guy ends up getting what he wants, and then McDreamy discharges him. Well, or McDreamy, McDreamy tells sends Izzy. Izzy to discharge him, mm-hmm. and the guy starts freaking the fuck out, freaking out f- super hard. And he's trying to run away from the doctors and the security. And he runs, turns around, well, hits some poor nurse. <laughs> Dude, that nurse got fucking her. rocked. Trucked her. <laughs> fucking hit stick. <laughs> Madden hit stick right there. Madden hit stick. And the dude like hits his head on the way down, and blows his eye. Yeah, I don't know. Wait, Alex had some sort of medical term where he's like he popped his eye or popped his vest eye cataracts. I don't know. He said something about that. Something. Yeah, he looked yeah. in his eye and saw something going on, and the dude fucked up the, his brain or something. Did the CAT scan and his optical nerve like was hit and like they needed to save his brain. So yeah, immediate brain surgery for that guy, which was cool. Yeah, I know, dude. Because didn't Alex and Izzy get to do brain surgery that night? Yeah, I, I, Izzy. That's why Izzy missed the party. And then Izzy misses the party that she invited the entire hospital yeah, to. Everybody showed so, up to. After Meredith has this terrible day of dealing with her Alzheimer's mother, and she doesn't even get to sign the paperwork. Yeah, she blows she up on those shows guys. Shows up to this supposedly like basically Meredith thought she was going to do a kickback, and it's a fucking rager yeah i know dude doctors go hard all of those guys there were well i don't know it looked like some of them i think some of them might have not even been doctors yeah <laughs> they just, just showed just up people, yeah. dude. there's tons of people there so but and, but then all of a sudden meredith's okay with it then mcdreamy shows up and is like hey let's go to dinner instead of dealing with all these people yeah he was totally checking out a drunk meredith but dude. then meredith like, what did he say he goes tequila isn't as much fun to wake up to yeah. Yeah, so he was like, you But know. then Meredith's like, well, how about we just go fuck until people leave, and then yeah, we'll go up to my room. Some uh, and uh, consensual loving. They have some definite consensual loving <laughs> in McDreamy's car, and guess who walks in on him? Walks up on him. Walks up on him, I should say. Tell him. Tell the good people. Dr. Bailey. 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 Bailey knocks on the window and is like, move your car. No, she said, me in. she said, move your tail wagon. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey's a savage, dude. Yeah. A savage. So Izzy comes out of the hospital after finishing brain surgery. Yeah, to meet her rugged boyfriend. Dude, that dude's a stud. I don't know. Player. Is he a hockey player? Yeah. Uh, he looked like a 90s like rock band lead singer. I feel like that's what hockey players look like. 90s but with rock muscles band. and less teeth. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently he flew halfway around the country just to meet her, and <laughs> he went by the house and she wasn't there. She didn't even tell him that she was throwing a party. Nope. Yeah. She didn't even tell him that she wasn't going to be there. Yeah. So he shows up to the hospital, and they meet. Not cool. And I do they break up? It seems well, like they broke up. He's like, hey, like that was not cool. And Izzy goes... <laughs> Izzy, like, throws it back on him and is like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm a doctor. I got to take care of people. <laughs> and he's like, well, I spent, like, $1,000 to fly across the country to see you. Well, she said something about, or, or Izzy's patient told her something. What did he tell her? He said something about he how. He told her, yeah, because Izzy's patient was telling her that um, that he was in medical school, but he dropped out because he was facing divorce and, like, he was trying to raise control his family. family. Yeah. And so he's like, now I'm a research doctor. 
and I don't have to worry about that and I can have my life. She kind of made him think about her future. And, and yeah, basically, she, Izzy comes kind of has this realization that she can't have both. You Did you hear what she told him, though? That she works 100 hours a week? Yeah. That's insane. Fuck, dude. Doctors, dude, that's insane. Doctors, you have our utmost respect, but fuck your job. If I ever met a doctor, I'd shake his hand. Yeah, you should. Yeah, so that's kind of where we leave off on episode five. So then going into episode six. Well, we leave off episode five with Christina and Burke uh, banging. Oh, yeah. Things were getting steamy in that little closet. Dude, I'm confused about how, like, nobody walks in on them. See. Or sees them, like, leave. leave together. See, I don't know if that was maybe, like, Burke's own closet, you know? Kind of seemed like it because I feel like Christina has to sleep in the bunk beds. Yeah. So that, that's the end of episode five, I so think. So then the entire episode six, there's like this tension with Dr. Bailey. There's a, yeah, so there's the tension between Bailey and Meredith, Meredith. and McDreamy. Okay, so here's what I want to say about episode six. And this really, <laughs> I don't know why this annoyed me so much. So the beginning of episode six, this is when O'Malley is holding the coffee and he goes to take Meredith a cup of coffee. Dude. Okay, so I if you want to talk about this. If you watch the episode, there is a table right behind him. There there is a table right <laughs> I didn't behind even him. See this table. And dude, I know. Like I was so mad. And instead of turning around, setting, setting one down. cup of coffee down, knocking on the door, picking the cup of coffee back up, he tries to hold two cups of coffee in one hand and spills coffee all over himself. Dude, what I'm mad about is his carrying method in the first place. Oh, yeah, I, I would know. have put two in one hand, got that shit solid, down. I got my free hand for the knocking. Because you, you're going up to a room to bring her coffee. You have to knock on the door. I mean... That is a given. That's e- part of the plan. Even if, even if there was no table, you know, you still had two cups, a you cup of coffee in each floor. hand. You I would have, like... Said, hey, Meredith, or maybe hit my head against the door yeah. or something. There's no way I'm spilling hot coffee and all over myself. The way he spills it is like one of those. Have you ever seen like, the infomercials? Uh, exactly, dude. It's yep. like an infomercial mm-hmm. spill. Dude, he was just like. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Yep. <laughs> I was like, this is the worst. I was like, somebody get this guy some. Somebody get this guy some OxyClean. <laughs> dude, I was like. What's that? Wait, hi, Billy Mays here with OxyClean. (laughs) I was trying to think of the guy's name, Billy Mays. I think he died. (laughs) He was doing coke (laughs) on an airplane. (laughs) Bra of the week, Billy Mays. (laughs) Good for him, dude. That's the way to go out. That is a way to go out, dude. Yeah, so fucking O'Malley, dude. What a schmuck. That guy's insane, man. So anyways, they get to work and... Alex gets, <laughs> I can't say it, just, what are you just talking about? Tell them the patient, like, what's going on. Talking about Annie? Is that her name? Was that her name? I think that was her name. Just, just describe, describe what her medical problem was. She had a huge tumor. <laughs> Shit. Okay. The size of a human being. Dude, it was 60 pounds. <laughs> She's carrying around a human. My favorite part is when her mom shows up later. She's talking to the Meredith. And she was like, it didn't seem to hurt her until yesterday. 
so everybody in this whole episode, and I, okay, so I, I understand. I, I definitely understand where they're coming from. But everybody in this episode was kind of being mean to Annie. Um, if we cut over to like when they first meet Annie, you know, she, uh, Bailey said, okay, nobody drop your mouths. Nobody, <laughs> nobody laugh. Nobody smile. This poor woman has a tumor. You know? I would have had to remove myself from the room. Yes, I know. So freak, I think it was O'Malley. He leans over to Christine. He's like, what is that? <laughs> what is that? And he, she's like, it's a tumor. So, like, I don't know, dude. I think that everybody had a point because they kept asking, you know, why did you let this get so bad? Yeah. But I <laughs> I don't know why they had to let it come out in such a mean way. So the lady has a tumor. Alex is, like, talking with her, joking around with her. And I think she had a crush on him because she was like, he's cool to look at. So um, Alex takes her down to, is it an MRI? I think he does an MRI or an X-ray or something. Yes, yes. So he, he takes puts, her down. Takes yeah. her to the MRI. So he puts her in the tube and he's like, okay, there's a microphone right here. You know, if you need anything, just just shout and, you know, I'll help you. So Alex doesn't know that it's a two-way microphone, I guess. Well, I, so the other guy who's working the MRI machine is in charge of the microphone. Have you ever had an MRI before? Well, I had one on my back once. Okay, so you know how they're ta- they talk to you through the thing? Yes. So there's like a button on the on the thing and you can turn it on and off. So... This guy was telling her, like, all right, like, stay still, make sure you don't move around and stuff or freak out so that we don't have to retake the MRI. And then he just doesn't turn off the microphone. And Alex basically just starts talking on mad shit. Yeah, he was like, she's, I think he's called her like disgusting or like said, like, you know, I don't know how she let this happen. How does she live with herself? I'm going to get hot takey right now. This is my, my usual thing, but. Yeah, you do like those hot takes. I don't blame the doctors for talking shit on this lady. I don't blame them because I'm I was thinking the same thing, man. I'm like, how do you sit there and wake up every single day with something like this attached to your body? It's like a the way they were even talking about it when they were moving it later on and McDreamy's like it's literally feeding off her blood. It made it sound like it was an animal living on her like body. A, like a... Like a parasite. Yes. Yes, dude. I was like... Because it had an artery. <laughs> it had an artery connected the to her body. Si- the size of a thumb. Yes. <laughs> the size of a thumb. I don't even know how this lady survived living a normal... Well, she said she was house-ridden, so I mean, I guess she wasn't living a normal life, but... Dude. Jeez Louise, man, that's And insane. the only reason she came to the doctor was because it was crushing her lungs. So they tell they tell the lady... After they take her back into the room, they tell her, like, okay, we need to have surgery or else it'll like, kill you. And she goes, only if he's not in the room, and she points at Alex. Yeah, so she liked Alex. Now she hates Alex. I understand why. Yeah. And it seems like her mom is sort of like... They said the lady was 40, so it seems like her mom is still kind of there, like, running her life or something like that. It's kind of like a stepbrother situation. Yeah, her her mom is like, you're getting a surgery. You're getting it. And she's like, but mom, cops comes on at four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> she tells, <laughs> she they tell her, like, look, you're going to die unless you get it taken out or you could die on the table. So it's like. At that, dude, you know, this lady sounded like she was just ready to die anyway. She was, dude. She was talking like it because they asked, like, she was being like so abrupt. Yeah, she was like, "Is it gonna kill me? Can I die? Yeah, will, will I die?" It almost seemed like she was looking at 
like an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I do. I was thinking the same thing. It sounds bad, but it seems like she was sort of looking for a way out. It was just kind of like. But at this. OK, so assisted suicide by cancer. So they have O'Malley go in there and check her vitals or something. Yeah. And he, you know, she's like. He's the first person who actually asks her like a normal yeah. human being. And she. Yeah, she explains that she, uh, she's afraid of the hospital because. Like, basically, everybody in her family who's gone to the hospital ends up dying there. Right? That's sort of like a weird case of irony, you know? Yeah, because... She doesn't go to the hospital because people die, so she doesn't go to the hospital. And then when she finally she, does... That's crazy. Yeah. So, they start the surgery, and it's a 16-hour surgery. And O'Malley and Christina have to hold... A 60-pound tumor. A 60-pound tumor for 16 hours. That is fucking gross. Mally almost kills the lady at the beginning because he had an itch. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and then, so, like, let's stop there and let's talk about Meredith's patient. And so Meredith has this older guy. He has got Parkinson's, and his daughter wants to be walked down the aisle, but... He's one of those stubborn guys. He does not want his brain messed with. So, well, part of the reason he doesn't want his brain messed with is because it's a live surgery. Yeah. So, apparently, when you have Parkinson's, there's a very small window where you can have this. It's almost like an experimental surgery. What do they call it? DBS? DBS, something like that. But you can't have it for very long. Like, you only have so much time to do the surgery. And apparently, you're awake for the entire surgery which is fucking insane that's nuts and the craziest part is that these people have parkinson's so they're not only awake but they're like shaking yeah the i know time so like you have to be perfect precise yeah precision I mean, it's just any other job for mcdreamy oh i know but, this guy's a this guy's so perfect the daughter tries to you know hit Meredith in the fields, which always works. Oh, yeah. And she, Meredith works to convince the dad that uh, he should get the surgery. And so Meredith kind of holds his hands the whole time while McDreamy probes his brain, which was interesting. Yeah, they were like putting like a wire in. I think it looked like a yes. wire. They were trying to like connect it or something. I'm not exactly sure how it works. It was... Again, we don't know anything. But, well, the guy got, when they were trying to convince him, dude, the guy got super hostile. Dude, he was pissed. He was saying stuff like, when are you going to leave me the hell alone? And yeah. It's, oh, you want to mess with my brain? I'm, I'm, this, will, this will stop when I'm dead? This guy was getting hostile, man. Yeah. He, his girl just, his, his daughter just wanted him to walk her down the aisle. I mean, I'm on this guy's side. Like, I think it's a little bit selfish to be mad at your dad for not doing the experimental surgery where they have to like probe his brain while he's awake. I kind of look at it from both sides so I can understand why she would want that. You know, that's like a, that's like a turning point in your life, you know, like your, your um, dad walking you down the aisle, but you're right. I mean, in experimental surgery, they said there could be complications like paralysis and death. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, I understand dude, like he's, you know, he, I feel like he himself kind of came to terms with his illness, you know, like, okay, mm -hmm. I have Parkinson's, I'll learn to live with it, you know. I'll I'll just, you know, tough it out. I'll do my thing. 
And they were trying to get him to do this stuff so he wouldn't have to deal with it. And I understand what you mean, like where he's come from, where what you mean. So they have, but they have a successful surgery, and this dude like legit walks again, and that was like pretty sick. Yeah. So then the other thing that's going on is Alex is on call for a patient who had recently uh, been admitted for having blood clots in his uh, heart. Yeah, it was his carotid artery or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was um, Alex and Izzy were assigned to the guy. So, yeah, Izzy. So because of this lady with the tumor, there are no residents or attending available because everybody has to be there to get rid of this tumor. Yeah. So all all the interns are responsible for any emergency surgeries or anything that happens. And Alex never charged his pager battery. And so he never shows up to be paged. And Izzy's going ham. Izzy gets paged and shows up and is basically asked to perform like, open heart surgery like right then and there. Immediately. Like just scrub up and get in there. You know what also I noticed about that too? I feel like these um, doctors get a lot of guidance from like the nurses and yeah, like the, nurses the, the help, the helpers. Well, I don't know what else you have yeah, in there, but the registered nurses. Yeah. The so really know what they're doing. The, so they're like telling her what she needs to do. Like yeah. doctor, you need to crack open the chest and you need to take out it. You need to take yeah. out the clot right Dude, now. And Izzy just sticks like she couldn't get it with the tools. So she just sticks her fingers in there and pulls the clot out and saves this dude's life. Fucking impressive. And then she walks into the surgery like nothing ever happened, and she just tells these guys, "Hey, I just performed open heart surgery and pulled out this guy's blood clot on the right in the op, right in the room." <laughs> Doctor Burke's like, "The fuck?" Doctor Burke's like, "You did what?" Yeah. <laughs> and then and then Alex has the audacity to get mad at her. Yeah. Like, why didn't you page me? And then she's like, "I did, but you didn't answer because you forgot like, to charge I your battery." Paged you fifty fucking times. Yeah, she got this guy. Dude. Yeah. So. Dr. Burke ends up going and making sure that was okay and, he, like, gives mad props to Izzy. And then Alex tries to redeem himself by getting the blood faster. Oh, yeah. So, well, let's, let's continue talking yeah, about Yeah, so towards uh, the end of lady. this episode, they're having some complications with the tumor surgery. And so they're not getting any O-negative blood that they need because this tumor sucks so much blood out of this lady that she wouldn't have enough blood to survive. And so they were supposed to have more blood than they were given from the blood bank, but it's not showing up. So Alex just goes running for it. I think he felt bad because of everything that had happened mm-hmm. with the lady and him because she, you know, she caught him talking crap about her mm-hmm. and then, you know, and she lost the surgery. Like, yeah, that was he had a big break to like be a part of like. A surgery probably yeah, like, no one will ever have again. Like his, history was being made in that situation. Yeah. And he lost his opportunity, so he wanted to redeem himself. Yeah. So he takes off running down the hall. I don't even know where, but I don't he takes know off where running. this place. It's like an ominous hallway. And yeah, it looks like an episode. The blood, like and by the time he dead. gets back, she's dead. She's she down. Didn't make it. And is that pre- pretty much the end of the episode? I'm trying to think if anything else happened. I think that's it. I got the bleeding effect going on. Everything's kind of running together at this point. Oh, and then Christina and Burke bang again. Oh, yeah. So Burke asks Christina, like, what are we? Yeah. And she's like, are you the guy that needs a definition? She's like, oh, you're one of those guys. And, like, basically shames Burke for trying to be like, so, like. What is this? 
are you trying to date me or are you just into fucking? I feel like that's a total Christina move too, dude. Oh yeah. A total Christina move for her to be like, are you that guy? But I think that Christina does it because she's like deflecting. Like she's not the one who wants to make the decision about the relationship. She's like, oh, like you're that guy. And she makes it weird. So then she doesn't have to like answer any questions about Mm. anything. She just gets burked a banger. And they'll figure it out. So you're saying that she doesn't want to answer that question, not because... I think that she has feelings for Dr. Burke. But right now she's just trying to fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. Do you mean? No, I get you, yeah. She's like, oh, right now I'm just looking for some fun. But that's super hypocritical of Christina because she's been given Meredith... She's Mad been giving Meredith so shit much shit for, fucking for, for banging McDreamy. Yo, I, I get ahead. Not I don't get ahead because I bang, you know, the doctor. And now she's banging the doctor. So if she ever and, says anything to Meredith, I'm definitely going to be like, wow. And she got preferential treatment from Burke because Burke chose her to mm-hmm. work on the tumor surgery. Yep. She is the one that's getting favored now. Way more than McDreamy favors Meredith. But you know what I did like, too, at the beginning of this episode? Meredith was late and um, Christina was late. And so Christina and Meredith. Yeah. So Christina and Meredith run up to um, to join the interns with Bailey. And Bailey goes, Christina, you're late. And she goes, yeah, so is Meredith. Yeah, that was so (laughs) So fucked up. Throws her under the bus. (laughs) Dude. And then Meredith and Bailey uh, squash their beef. Kind of. Well. Sort of. In a way. Like. Bailey's just basically like, I'm still going to give you shit, but whatever, I guess. I'll still make you jump through hoops. Yeah. So let's move on to the last episode because I'm going to be honest. I'm excited to talk about this shit. The shit that happens at the end of this episode. Oh, episode seven? Oh, fuck yeah. It was a wild one, dude. Dude, so well, how does it start? It so starts make- by them banging. Oh, yeah, I know so because again. I was watching it in the cafeteria. <laughs> And I'm like looking around. No, I was, I had my headphones in, but I was like looking around to like see if anybody was watching me. Like, you know, there's like naked people laying in bed and I'm on my computer screen in the middle of the cafeteria. I'm like, yeah, you know, just a bra watching Grace. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, McDreamy stays the night at Meredith's, which is a terrible move because fucking Because she lives with her coworkers. (laughs) She's banging her boss, living with her coworkers. Come on, man. She's banging all of their boss. Yeah. And apparently they banged so loud they kept O'Malley and Izzy up all night long. Yeah, Izzy so, said they need to no. uh, lube the springs or get a padded headboard. Not only is McDreamy a baller in the uh, on the operating table, he's also a baller in bed, dude. Yeah, this guy's just a <laughs> jack of all trades. Dude. So he oh. tries sneaking out and O'Malley and Izzy see him. That also reminds me, like later on in the episode when... Um, O'Malley's talking to his patient and they say, is, you know, is, I'm going to go get Dr. Shepard. And the, the patient's like, is he good? And O'Malley's yeah. like, uh, he's good at a lot of things, you know? <laughs> he's like, he's good at about everything. <laughs> yeah. Just about everything. But anyway, back yeah. to what we were talking about. So they see him and then are instantly super fucking pissed. I think that Izzy is the one that's pissed. I think O'Malley is the one that's heartbroken. I think that O'Malley wants to be mad, but he fucking loves Meredith so much. He's so mad that he's like, he's okay. He's so upset that he's doing the good guy tactic. Yeah. Because she's happy. Yeah. He's a total like gentleman about it. 
He's like, you know, I want her to be mine. He's kind of being passive aggressive. A little bit, yeah. Dude, he was like, so they get to work, and he's like staring down McDreamy. <laughs> did you see that part? Yeah, I did see that part. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of like all the assignments that they had for this episode. Shoot, let's oh, yeah, so on. O'Malley gets assigned this little girl who has seizures only in her left leg. Mm-hmm. It, that was weird. Did so, you Do you want to tell them the prognosis now, or? What do you mean? Like, what's going on? I guess she's having seizures in her leg, and they do a brain scan, and it's like some type of disease. Yeah, where only half of her brain, it's like Rasputin's, Rasputin's hemispheric Something like that. Something yeah. like that, where half of her brain is dying. And they have to remove it or it'll kill her whole brain. Or she'll die. Yeah, so that's going on. That's insane to think about. Like, that is that medically correct? Like, I want to look that up, dude. Yeah. Like, where half of your brain just dies and they remove half of it and you continue just to live. Yeah. That's insane. So then, what is everybody else working on? Um, Christina has the flu. Oh, yeah, Christina got um, sick. O'Malley's working on the girl with the brain. Yeah. Meredith is working on the girl who had the surgery in Mexico. That's what it was. Yeah. So Meredith gets this patient who's having abdominal pains and yeah, passed out. Like, yeah, shower. she passed out, yeah. And her parents bring her in. She's only 17, but she's in college. And she had to that was me, by to the way. Mexico, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like um, a, three weeks, a month something ago. Something like that, yeah. And her parents are like, she must have just caught some kind of sickness. Like, let's just get the test and, like, go. And Meredith's like, how about you guys leave us alone and, like, we'll figure this out. So Meredith lifts up her, this girl's shirt to yeah, look at her like stomach. she has, like, a big sister moment. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, there's all these incisions in this girl's stomach. And apparently she got, what is it called? A, she got a gastric bypass while she was in Mexico yeah, to, so to lose is weight. That, is that like when they like make your stomach smaller or something like that? There's, a, I think there's a couple ways they can do it. I think they can do the band, where like they constrict your stomach. They can do it where they take out part of your stomach, or they do it where they like redirect the route of your stomach. <laughs> so I don't know. Don't girl, quote me on that, to be honest. So this girl just goes to Mexico to have some kind of shady, um, anonymous surgery. Did you hear Bailey's comment though, dude? What'd she say? She was like, because she asked her, like, oh, she's like, you know, Meredith told Bailey, oh yeah, this girl went to Mexico for an operation, and she goes, a botched abortion. Oh, yeah. I was like, damn, dude. Dude, Bailey is a savage. Bro. I was like, damn. So, and this girl's mom, holy fuck. Yeah, I know, dude. The She's, mom was terrible. Oh, my like, God. Like, putting her down. She was like, I told you, you know, what the all you have to do to get away from the freshman 15 is diet and exercise. And I'm like, like, dang. I was like, this, and that girl was itty bitty. Yeah, she was thin. She's tiny. Here on Bros Anatomy, you know, we generally are, uh, Thick supporters. supporters. I'm thick. I'm thick with it. <laughs> thick with it. <laughs> we, we support the thickness. <laughs> I'm down with the thickness. I'm down with the thickness. <laughs> Ooh, <wah. laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so this girl uh, did a gastric bypass in Mexico to lose weight because her mom is nuts. Like nuts, nuts. Like yeah. we're talking two screws loose. We're talking about all the screws. Exactly. This girl's, this lady's a psychopath. So she's, she's batshit crazy. They have to operate on her, this girl again, because apparently there's an abscess on yeah. her stomach or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What is an abscess? Um, Like a growth? 
Oh, that's it's a gross on her bow. They had to take out part of her bow. Yeah, so they had to remove it. And but the irony of all this is that because they had to remove this abscess, it ended up that they had to remove part of this girl's stomach. Yeah, and she'll like be basically malnutritioned her whole life. So yeah. she's she'll battle. This girl with has like food. It's a battle with food, but for someone like me who likes to eat a lot, this sounds like the ideal outcome. She just has <laughs> to eat a lot of food. Well. But I guess that means you got to poop a lot. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I, I didn't even think about that, that she went down there to get the surgery to lose weight, and now she'll never be able to gain weight. Yeah. That's crazy. It's so funny. That so, is really ironic. Yeah, and then at the end of the episode, Meredith is, like, confronting the parents and is like, hey, like, maybe you should, like, go a little bit easier on your daughter since she's, like, not doing coke at frat parties or anything in college. She's just getting good grades and afraid of yeah. gaining weight. And her mom's like, how about you let us worry about like what our daughter's doing? And then the dad's just like, you know what? How about you shut the fuck up because you treat my daughter like shit? You know, honestly, that girl was right. She was like, Mom, everybody gains weight in college. It's true. I went into college weighing like 190 pounds. And I weigh like 210 right now. Dude. It just it's just it just happens. Let's you just grow say up. I went in five pounds lighter than you. And if you saw us right now. I do not weigh 210. <laughs> <laughs> You're about 212. <laughs> 212. <laughs> Just a couple of pounds a lot heavier. <laughs> so that's what's going on with that. So then O'Malley gets to do the surgery on the little girl. And they get to remove half the brain. So O'Malley is super excited. Well, they were doing a surgery at the beginning of the episode. What were they doing? Oh, he was watching a different surgery. And... This he walked past the anesthesiologist and one of the other interns is like, you smell that? And he's like, what? Bourbon. Like, Bourbon. And apparently this dude drinks while while he's uh, applying anesthesia, which that's crazy. Is never a good idea. Yeah, I don't know the that kind of makes me wonder what goes on in you know in the backgrounds of hospitals and other medical yeah, professions. Yeah, so O'Malley's like. O'Malley then gets to do the surgery on the little girl. So we're back to where we were. And the same anesthesiologist comes in and O'Malley's kind of faced with this question of, do I call this guy out for being fucking drunk while we work on like a five-year-old yeah, baby. girl's brain? I don't even think she was five. She was like, yeah, three, four. Yeah. She was like a toddler. So he, well, because he asked the the click, he asked the interns like, okay, what yeah. should I do? And they were all basically like, chill, bro. So he's confronted with the moral question, do I tell the guy something or do I say something about it or do I let it go on and risk, you know, in, you know, many ways harming a child, well, even more than she already, you know, what she's already going through. But Yeah. And he decides to say something to McDreamy and McDreamy is like, dude, get out of here. And O'Malley gives up a career making surgery Yeah, to... Because, like, he didn't want to work with a guy who was drinking while he's applying well, dangerous the guy, drugs. The guy, O'Malley was right. Yeah, because O'Malley this guy right. falls asleep. He falls asleep, and the girl starts waking up. And everyone's, like, tapping this guy, like, hey. what? I don't know what his name was. It was, um. Who cares? Guy. Guy. Yeah, guy. Dr. Guy. So... Doing his crossword puzzles. They wake puzzles. him up and he's like, oh, fuck, sorry. 
Sorry, yeah. I just dozed off, yeah. even though the guy's clearly drunk. And he was, like, blowing it off like it was nothing. And then McDreamy's like, you know what? Like, just get the hell out of here. Like, I got someone else who can, <laughs> you know, like, you know what's funny? stay awake and press a button for me. You know what's funny is I was just going to say that um, when he wakes him up, he's like, oh, shit, my bad. And he just turns a wheel a little bit. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, nothing happened. Like, nothing it was, was wrong. so crazy. This girl almost woke up in the middle of brain surgery. You yeah. Know? It was insane. What was going on with what was going on with Alex this episode? What was Alex doing? So yeah, so Christina was dealing with the flu. Or wait, let's go back to that O'Malley thing because after the surgery, McDreamy points at O'Malley through the observation window. It's like, hey, like I want to talk to you in the hallway, and they oh, kind yeah. of have like a makeup moment. Mm-hmm. And O'Malley's kind of, I don't know. He, I feel like O'Malley feels a little bit bad for for being mad at McDreamy. Well, because I felt like okay. By the way, McDreamy is amazing with children dude Dude, was perfect with that little girl nothing this guy can't yeah i know this guy is just amazing the the worst part about him is that he has a thing for fairies yeah like not like fairies like little mythical creatures but fairies isn't like fairy boats i didn't know that fairy boats were such a cool thing for i don't know but so i felt like mcdreamy was kind of putting o'malley down in front of the in front of the people yeah but i feel like he he wasn't doing it like i don't know if he was doing it like to do it, or if he was doing it just like out of not thinking about it, I don't know if that makes sense. But what do you mean? I feel like he was like he was just talking. I don't know. On I don't know where I'm going with this. I know where I'm going with it, but I don't know how to say it. Yeah, he so, wasn't doing it on purpose. He that's just kind of kind of the way he came off. Yeah. So, anyways, they make up and uh, they're all good. Yeah. He shakes his hand. and says, "I should have listened to you." He was telling him about the doctor's code yeah, or something. And dude, McDreamy is so goddamn humble. Like yeah, when he I makes know. a mistake, he's like, sorry, man. Well, he he, he tells her, like, oh, you, he tells O'Malley, like, oh, you saw us, huh? You saw me. So fucking perfect. And then another part of the episode that was going on is Izzy getting all worked up because Ooh, yeah. she was worked up the whole episode because of the whole <sighs> Meredith McDreamy thing. Dude. And she was kind of putting it off until, like, the very end. And finally, she blew Izzy up. blew up on her in front of Bailey. And that brings me to another part where Bailey and Meredith were kind of, I don't know if they were going at it or Bailey was just being her normal self and <laughs> Meredith was being her normal self. You but can never tell. Exactly. So they're in the middle of surgery on this girl giving the gastric bypass and she's like, you know what? I don't care. Like, you know, I'm going to, I'll make you jump through hoops. And Meredith yeah. is kind of like giving her spiel. Like, I didn't know, you know, I, I, I'll suffer the consequences. I'll, I'll live with my actions. And then Bailey's like, okay, well you'll have to jump through hoops. And then, they rupture the abscess and it sprays bodily fluid. All, oh yeah, all over that Meredith. That was gross, dude. Oh my goodness, it was like somebody popped a giant pimple and just sprayed all over Meredith. It was nasty. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. That's when that's when she goes to the locker room and Izzy blows up on her. Yeah, and Izzy is not happy because no, she thinks Meredith's doing it because she's just trying to get preferential treatment. But Meredith's in love, dude. And yeah, she was is, falling for him. This is a good transition. Let's just start talking about the relationships. So I'm ready to talk about Christina. I feel like um, the end of the episode definitely sucker punched everyone. Whoa. Fucking whoa. Yeah. Christina's on the toilet. And at first I was like, is this just a weird peeing scene? <laughs> but then I realized... Okay, I started making connections right here, dude. Yeah. This is where the synapses in my brain were, like, firing because she's been sick. She's been, like, throwing up, claiming she has the flu. She doesn't have the flu. Tell, them, tell the good people what happened. Christina is prego. Yeah, she's getting ready to make some spaghetti. 
She's going to have some beautiful little Burke babies. Burke babies. Burke babies. Burke boys. Dude, talk about the, the interracial DNA. power couple. <laughs> They're like better than Beyonce and Jay-Z. They're going to have another Tiger Woods. Yeah. So, dude, what do you think she's going to do? Here's the thing. I think Christina is the career-driven lady. Abortion. I don't I don't know, dude. I don't want to make hard assumptions. I don't want to I don't want to bring out, you know, political points of view here, but Seth, it's not political. Just make a decision. Just say what you're going to say. I feel like she's going to try to get rid of it, dude. I'm going to be honest. I think that this is one of those moments where a show kind of sets you up to make you expect something. So I can't right now I think they like They want us to think that because of that uh the hard outer core of Christina. Mhm. But I think she's going to keep it. What about adoption? That's a possibility. But I think Christina keeps it. I really do. I hope she does. What do you want them to name it? Boy or girl first. Oh, dude. The strong genetic coding of those two, it's definitely going to be a girl. What would we name it? It. We don't know if it's a girl or... We don't know what it claims yet. Okay, what are we going to name her then? We need a name for Christina's baby. Christina Jr. No. What was uh, Kylie Jenner's baby's name? Smiley? We should call her PP. <laughs> what was what was Kylie Jenner's name, baby's name? I don't Smiley? Know. Did she actually name her baby Smiley? It was like Snorry Smiley. One sec. We're going to do some half-ass internet research right now. What is it? It was something super weird like that. Like Snoke. Like Commander Snoke. Like Jin... Like, <laughs> General Snoke. Stormy. Oh, Stormy. There you go. I was close with Smiley. Stormy's kind of a cool name. I feel like they're going to name it something like that. We should call it Smiley. Smiley. <laughs> Smiley Burke? Smiley Burke. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, um, isn't Carol Burke, isn't there like a building on campus named after her? Yeah, there is. Yeah. The student lounge. Yeah, the student lounge. Carol Burke. It's going to be named Carol. It's about to be turn, uh, torn down. It is. R.I.P. <laughs> Jinx. No, they're naming the baby Carol. Pinch poke, you owe me a Coke. When I was in high school, my friends and I used to do that. And if you jinxed somebody, you couldn't talk until they said your name three times. And if they did talk, you punched them. Fuck yeah. All right, so then, do you think she's going to tell Dr. Burke? Ooh. No. Ooh. No. I feel like Christina's too emotionally cold to tell him. Yeah, she's not going to tell him until she's decided to keep it and doesn't want his two cents. And, uh... Yeah. So. Okay. So uh, where do you want to go from here? Let's talk about uh, Christina and Mc... Or Christina. Let's talk about uh, Meredith and McDreamy. Dude, I think Meredith's in love. Dude, she straight up is. Dude, she's she's the hard eyes emoji right now. Oh, yeah. And the kissy face emoji. Oh, dude, she's kissy facing out of the mouth. She's kissy facing hard right now. She ain't playing with that soft kissy lip one. She's with the heart, heart. She's using the little rosy cheek smiley emoji. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. That's what. (laughs) Yes, that's what she's doing because she is like risking her career, her friendships, everything. She's risking everything to be with McDreamy. Yeah. And you know what the you know what the thing is when Izzy asks her why she's doing it. She has no answer. And you know what that means? Because she loves him. She's in love. When you can't explain it, that's love. Dude, love's in the air. When you know, you know. 
I think this is going to set off a chain of events, dude. Everybody is going to start falling in love because they can just... It's Who's like going to get with O'Malley? It's like an emotional contagion. O'Malley's going to end up with one of the patients. Probably with Izzy. I feel like Izzy's going to end up with Alex. Did you see the way that they looked at each other? At I don't want that. She hates Alex. Did you see the way they looked at each other after that brain operation? After Alex told Izzy that her dad was a druggie? Wait. I think I think they're going to get together. I, I think I said that at the beginning of the at the beginning of the podcast. I hope they don't. Or did I say that that was going to be? I think you said. I think we thought it was Meredith and uh. I think I said it was Alex. Meredith was going to leave McDreamy for Alex. Yeah, uh, it could happen. Who I don't knows? know. So. Yeah, and then let's just talk about the roommate situation now. There's a lot of tension because uh, Izzy threw a really big party, and Meredith is mad about that, but then... They catch her having sex with McDreamy. So it's kind of like even, I guess, but then... Not only do they catch her having sex, they also, listen to her having sex. when we were talking about the coffee scene, does O'Malley clean the coffee that he spilled everywhere? <laughs> I don't know. Or Maybe does, they just let it dry. Just leave it on the floor and be like, He's like, there you go. He just, he just Free you know, coffee. yeah. That could be funny. He probably like. He probably came back shit. later. He probably he came probably back later and cleaned it up. It O'Malley's, O'Malley's not that type of guy. No. But, O'Malley's uh, the clean up type of clean up type of guy. I don't know. I think the roommate situation is gonna get a little weird now that um, they all know she's sleeping with McDreamy. They all work together. I feel O'Malley like it, loves Meredith. Meredith loves McDreamy. I feel like at the end of the episode. Um. Meredith and McDreamy are going to try to like move in together or something. Make it more official. At the end of the season? Yeah. I hope so. Who knows? I hope they move in together. Just really? because I'm rooting for them. I wasn't necessarily rooting for them at the beginning just because I kind of figured they'd end up together. But now I'm rooting for them just because um, I, f- I think Meredith really is in love. Love is in the air. Do- and McDreamy... McDreamy. Dude, McDreamy's head over heels. Yeah, for Meredith, dude, he's dude. all about her. Dude, he's he's hard eyes, kissy face, rosy cheek emoji, and hard. <laughs> he's he dude. He he. He's sliding into those DMs. He's he's. I don't know, dude. I, I can't even get the words out right now. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. And then um, so we leave at the end of the episode with um, with that. that with was it. yeah, Christina's pregnant, and McDreamy has a thing for ferry boats, and Meredith. Knows that about him because and she loves him. They are going to go on a ferry boat. Yeah, they're going to ferry it. That sounds very nice. I'm proud so, of them. let's talk about some of the patients. We're going to do some stethoscopes. And we're going to do a little bit of rating on the patients for uh, this string of episodes. So, in episode five, we will do um, the open heart surgery lady. Okay. What do you rate her as? Wait, the open heart surgery lady. That Meredith almost kills. Oh uh, yeah. Do we even get a glimpse of her alive? Well, not alive, but like conscious. I don't know. Then I'm gonna give her a three, three stethoscopes, because I don't know her personality, and I feel bad because Meredith almost kind of maybe killed her. But but I'm gonna lower that rating down to a two because I felt like her husband was being kind of a jerk. I know that. Dude, fuck her husband. I mean, I, I understand, you know, like the whole malpractice, almost killing his wife thing, but well, he like, didn't have to go to the extreme and no, start calling lawyers. No, and then he's lawyers. like, she's in the best shape of her life. She's only, she lost 100 pounds. Did we ever discuss that? No. She was anorexic. Yeah, even though she was she was losing so much she weight. She was 300 pounds. Yeah. And she dropped out of 200 pounds and was considered anorexic. Well, anorexia isn't the actual body. It's like the body, how much weight you're carrying. Yeah. It's about 
how it's like malnutrition basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm gonna rate her probably two and a half stethoscopes. I'm gonna give her a one because her husband is a fucking. Dick. Her husband ruined it for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I lowered my rating. So then, uh, who else do we got in that episode? Oh, drug guy. <laughs> I'm giving that guy five stethoscopes, dude. Five. Interesting dude. <laughs> I'm giving that guy five stethoscopes <laughs> simply because he, dude, he was a man of action. He walked into that hospital, knew the drugs that he wanted, knew where to find them, knew like everything there was to know. On oh, my back. <laughs> yeah, dude, this guy was, this guy was insane, man. I'm not giving him a five stethoscopes because I necessarily like him as a human being. I'm giving him five stethoscopes because he's, he's a baller. He's a, he's crazy. <laughs> this guy's crazy. Um, that and the fact that he smacked his head and had to have brain surgery. All right, tumor. Tumor lady. Tuma lady. Dude, honestly, you rate Tumor lady first, and then I'll rate my rating based off your rating. <laughs> Go, right now. Tumor lady is a one. That's the <laughs> grossest thing I've ever seen. It literally looked like there was another being living on her. Some type of alien or parasitic It looked like a sack of monster. veins. It was disgusting. Like what a sack of quarters was, you, like, on her side. What are you giving that rating? Dude, I'm going to give her... A couple of stethoscopes because I felt really bad that everybody was like making fun of her. I don't know. I felt I felt bad for her because they're making fun of her, but I also think that it was her fault for letting it get that far. So I don't know. I'm at ends with it. Parkinson's I, guy. I'm giving Parkinson's guy four stethoscopes. I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him a five for really fighting for his uh right to uh, control his brain. Yeah, I I thought that was an interesting point that he brought up when he started going off at him, saying it's my brain, you know, I'll do what I want to do. It's his body. He because can do what he wants with his body. It 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 really kind of shows like how people kind of just accept what they have, you know, like, and he didn't want to change it, even though it would have been for the better. But sometimes he still didn't want to change it. it. You know I mean? Yeah, he he was not willing to risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> Until the biscuit was presented, and then he risked it. Yeah. So then, uh, the last episode, Seizure Girl. Dude, I felt really bad for Seizure Girl. She was really cute. She was so funny. I'm giving Seizure Girl four and a half stethoscopes. Four and a half? Dude, I'm giving Seizure Girl six stethoscopes. I'm leaving out that half half stethoscope because she went to Mexico to have surgery. No, 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 not her. I'm talking about the little girl who was having Seizure in her leg. Oh, I totally got those mixed up. Oh, yeah. Seizure Girl 5 stethoscopes plus 3. Plus 3. Yeah. Damn, son. I'm not giving an extra 3 stethoscopes. I'm just saying plus 3. She has 3 on the side. Yeah. Backup stethoscopes. Exactly. In case the other one's Dude, shout out for her, dude. She's a trooper. Trooper. I don't even know if at that age you know what's going on, but to have half of your brain removed and to have it filled with spinal fluid at whatever age that was, 3 or 4, shout out to her, man. Crazy shit. All right. So then, uh, the other girl, uh, gastric bypass, Mexi- Mexican gastric, sketchy Mexican gastric bypass girl. <laughs> uh, I, like I said, I'm giving her four and a half stethoscopes because I felt bad because her mom was nuts. And then, uh, you know, I also felt bad because she wanted just to be, her, she just wanted her mom's approval. I just... And but at the same time, I can't give her five stethoscopes because she went to a foreign country <laughs> to have a surgery done. I just want to talk about that. 
and this is such a TV thing or movie thing. Why is it always they go to Mexico to get like a sketchy operation? Dude, and the way they made it seem, it's like she got like some like back alley like <laughs> She went to like Tijuana and like had the they, bartender like Like they just open. like they, they poured tequila on her wounds yeah. and stuff like that to clean them like <laughs> Dude, I don't know, man. They just made it. I feel like movies and television paint Mexico as like the Wild West. I know. Yes, I know. <laughs> They're like, go to Mexico. Like, you'll get kidnapped by cartel members or like dude, that's have honestly a gastric like, bypass from a bartender. Dude, in the that's back like alley. a that's like a hot topic, man. People yeah. going to like Mexico for like dental work and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, cause it's cheap. That's a hot topic, man. But the the thing that I don't get. Is, like, were there no people who are, like, hey, this girl's, like, 17. Like, maybe let's not do a gastric bypass because she weighs 130 pounds. Soaking wet. Maybe. <laughs> Soaking wet. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that's a, that's a, dude, that's that an girl, exaggeration, dude. She maybe weighed 100 pounds. Yeah, she was very small. So, who else is left? Is that pretty much it? Um, well, you blood clot guy, but we don't even hear from him. Who cares about blood clot guy? Yeah, get over it. <laughs> yeah, so now we're just going to get into our last segment. We're going to play Would You Rather. So uh, Seth's going to go first. Seth, you got my uh, Would You Rather for this week? Yeah, I've been thinking about this one long and hard. So long. So hard. <sighs> All right. So Chase. Sup. Would you rather die a hero <laughs> Or live long enough <laughs> to see yourself become the villain. It's simple, bro. I would rather live... I prefer... This isn't even a choice for me. This is how I live my life. <laughs> I want to live long enough to be, see myself become the villain. I want to be Harvey Dent. I want to wow. go from the top to the bottom. Wow. I want that arc, that story arc of life. You want to be the hero and then slowly just turn... Joseph Stalin that shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was dark. That escalated quickly. Yeah. Well, geez. Okay, honestly, I'm dying a hero, dude. Of I'm, course I'm you too are, nice Seth. of a guy to be a villain. You're the superhero guy. I am. I am. I remember when I was younger and I would watch the X-Men... I think they said something like, you know, if you don't have your mutant powers by the age of 13, that you probably won't get them. So mm -hmm. I remember, like, dude, like, when I was, like, 8 or 9 or 10, I'm like, dang, I got, like, three years for my mutant powers to come in. <laughs> or, like, I'm screwed, you know? And then the age of 13 came around, and I was like, dang it! I guess I'm not a mutant. And I was Now I'm just praying for, like, some toxic waste or, like, some, like, natural disaster to make me a superhero. <laughs> like, lightning to strike me. And then you become the Flash. Correct. That would be dope. That's my preferred method of becoming a uh, superhero. Um, so, my would you rather... So, my would you rather for this week is going to be more Grey's Anatomy based. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for making me seem like an idiot. Novel idea. So, would you rather be... Would you rather have the tumor of Tumor Lady... Or have both the Parkinson's, the open heart surgery, and the drug addiction of all three of those 
patience. So combined. I either have the tumor or all three of the other things. Yes. Why do you always give me like the lose lose ones? Like last <laughs> week it was peanut butter and jelly. Now it's Parkinson's and open heart surgery. Like I give you cool ones, you know, hero or villain. You give me like. I'm sorry, bro. You last week you asked me if I would rather watch my parents fuck every day for the rest of my life or join in with them once. So. And you, and you that, wouldn't even join in, dude. Come on. I, I said off air that I'd probably join in. <laughs> So, yeah, so um, y- y- y'all got that shit on record. Um, I don't know. The tumor was pretty grotesque. I think that if you look up, I think, I think, don't quote me on this, but I think if you look up the episode of Grey's Anatomy, like the like the overview, like the plot line, yeah, it says um, a shy patient, a shy patient with a gargantuan tumor. <laughs> gargantuan. <laughs> like, tumor. what a way! Like, what a way to describe gargantuan like that's insane or not gargantuan what a way to describe a tumor as gargantuan that's insane so I'm definitely gonna go with the mixture of all three because there's no way I'm walking around with a sack of nickels on my side damn son also what if I added in that you also had to have a towel in your lungs then I would definitely still go with that because (laughs) nothing is as bad as carrying around ground up meat in your body basically being morbidly obese just because you have an 80 pound tumor on your body Dude, just for the record, when I saw that, I dry heaved. Like that was gr- that was gruesome, dude. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. All right. So uh, I guess we'll just leave it on that note. Anything else you want to say about the episode? Anything that we missed? Did we this miss anything? This was my favorite string of episodes so far. I'm definitely excited to jump back into it and um, see what happens, especially with Christina's pregnancy. If she's oh, even yeah. pregnant, I don't know. Maybe they were just fooling Dude, us. Yeah, they could be just fucking with us, getting us I think that, getting um, hopes up for <laughs> drama. I think that that's going to be an interesting storyline to follow. Uh, yeah. But other than that, man, I don't, I don't know. All right. If we missed anything, feel free to let us know. Yeah. If you're out there, if you're listening. Yeah, if you're listening. Love you guys. Love you.